I received a request from someone who wanted to remain unnamed to talk about Joe Rogan. So that's what I'm going to do. Thank you for the coffee, unnamed person. It's much appreciated. Before I totally dive into this, I want you to know that what I'm about to tell you is very important. So listen up, because it's not just about Joe Rogan. It's about him in a much broader context that affects us all. And I'm also going to tell you about Ernest Mann's Joe Rogan $1 million challenge. So hang on, because you definitely don't want to miss this. Now, when I say the name Joe Rogan, I really don't believe he needs an introduction. Most people in America, and the world for that matter, know who he is and what he does. He's as ubiquitous, but thankfully not awful, as Budweiser beer. What I want to present to you is a very different perspective on him. And before doing that, I wanted to start out by letting you know that it would be a false premise to call us both podcasters. I'm a podcaster. Joe Rogan is a financial and institutional jaggernaut who, despite his very low-key, likable, and easygoing persona, is corporatized to the nth degree. Joe Rogan, in the truest sense of the word, is a brand that eats tiny and insignificant podcasters such as myself for breakfast. I'm not saying Joe Rogan is necessarily a bad person. Hell, I don't even personally know him. So for me to say he is wouldn't make any sense. He's a smart guy and has had a very successful career. But there are things that need to be pointed out, such as the difference between how the general public views who we are and what we do, and who we really are and what we really do. And a lot of the time, the two are very different. So I would like to take this opportunity to point out at least a couple of these differences and let you decide for yourself. I believe he's power hungry. It would be completely unrealistic to believe otherwise. When people have that kind of money, they become inevitably corrupted, and just the history of Hollywood alone gives credence and a great deal of evidence to support that. And speaking of corruption, whether or not he was ever greedy in the past, what's certain is that he is now, because there is no podcaster on this earth doing anything short of giving sight to the blind, raising the dead, and walking on water that should take $250 million once, let alone twice. Now, I'm going to say something that, although true, is admittedly a gross oversimplification of more complex economics that maybe I can talk about in another episode. But the simple fact is, money and wealth have qualities that are both in common and not in common. And one of the things they have in common is that in the truest sense, they are finite. They are not unlimited. What this in turn means 
Anytime money is pulled from circulation, it has to be replaced by printing more money. Okay, fine, you say. More money gets printed. What's the problem? The problem is, the more money you print, the more the money that was in current circulation gets devalued, including the new money you just printed. Very short story, even shorter. That raises the cost of everything, and I do mean everything, primarily through inflation and other means as well. Okay, so fine, you're probably thinking, well, what the hell does this have to do with Joe Rogan? Because Joe Rogan is what, in more honest times, used to be called filthy, stinking rich. And yes, there's a problem with that. Now, he's obviously not rich at the ungodly, obscene wealth levels such as uh, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, but he's working on it. Because the one thing about having that kind of wealth does to people is make them addicted to it. I don't speak from personal experience in this case as I've never been rich, but I do speak from something very reliable, history. Unfortunately, what this really is, is a gigantic Ponzi scheme, designed so the common folk, that would be you and I, 98 or 99% of the time, always lose, no matter how hard we work, but let's not get sidetracked. The people who have this shitload of money, such as Joe Rogan's $250 million, lovingly given to him by Spotify for the second time, always and inevitably make life much worse for the rest of us. Those who have and continue to take vast sums of money are not like us mere mortals who have life's bills to pay with very limited funds to do so, just to exist. So the effects of inflation on everyday items that are putting us to the breaking point doesn't affect them. In the simplest possible terms, the wealthier brands such as Joe Rogan become, the poorer we become, and the more of us become poor. Do you really think Joe Rogan gives a shit about us? or even needs to give a shit about us? That the price for a decent washing machine went up two or $300 in a year? Or what about rising rent? Oh, that's right, he, he owns his properties. He doesn't have to play the mortgage game. He hasn't been forced to pay rent for many years. I don't know about you, but my intelligence tells me that he definitely doesn't need to give a shit about us, and I have serious doubts that he actually gives a shit about us. So this is the reason why I have decided to give Joe Rogan the Earnest Man Million Dollar Challenge. Joe Rogan, if by some miracle you ever see this podcast, I, Earnest Man, am 100% serious. If Joe Rogan would make a public offering, such as on his YouTube podcast, <clears throat> to give me $1 million, 
plainly visible as one of those, you know, TV promotional large size checks, but it is still genu a genuine offer, a verified and certified serious offer with absolutely no strings attached that he was simply giving it to me freely simply because he has decided to do so $1 million. I, in turn, swear to refuse to accept it. I will not and would not accept it whatsoever. So regardless of how you may feel about Joe Rogan or what I had to say about him, I don't believe any social media person, including yours truly, is worth $250 million times two. I don't mean to sound sanctimonious, but other than some greatly appreciated donations here and there, I don't make a dime, and I sure as hell am far from rich. There are people that I feel contribute much more doing things beneficial for a society. Firefighters, teachers, healthcare professionals are just some that come to mind. But until this country gets sick of its juvenile infatuation with all forms of celebrity, I guess it's going to continue to be the same sick, sad show. And the nation will continue to spiral down into poverty and social degeneration due to its unwillingness to get rid of its self-absorbed and narcissistic state of mind. Until next Monday or Friday, this is Ernest, wishing you peace and good things.